Hey everybody and welcome to this edition of the Barca Junkies podcast. My name is McKay. I'm the host for this podcast. If you're new around here, this is a podcast about the best team in the world, Barcelona. And mainly just from a fan's perspective, my perspective, as well as other observations and news about the club. And so yeah, today's we've got a good show. Got a good podcast for you. Just some news. So I'm recording this on May 6th and just, or sorry, May 7th. I don't even know what day it is. We're in quarantine and days just kind of go by. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Just some quick up, like news updates. So first of all, La Liga is planning on coming back in June, June 10th, that is. And it's, or June 20th, sorry. So it's planning on going from June 20th until July 26th. This has it hasn't been officially confirmed by La Liga or it hasn't been confirmed by any club, but um the I don't remember if it was the coach or the manager or the owner of Leganés, he came out and said that the schedule for La Liga is June 20th to July 26th. Basically what this is this is going to mean is you're going to have games twice a week, which will fall on probably Wednesday and Sunday is when the games will be played. I'm not sure if they'll be doing games like Saturday, Sunday, like they normally do, or they, or they do Friday, Saturday, Sunday as well, where you have the, just like that one game on Friday. But basically how this is going to go is they're hoping to finish the remaining games between June 20th and July 26th and that's going to um, allow the season to finish up and then for the Champions League there's been no word but hopefully they'll be able to finish that as well. I'm assuming that'll start up once all the leagues finish. We've got the Bundesliga which is returning on May 16th, which has been confirmed by the Bundesliga. So we'll be, we'll probably become some sort of, I don't know, Leipzig fans maybe. We'll be hoping that Timo Werner comes to Barcelona. I'm just kidding, that's totally biased. But we're, with the Bundesliga um, hopping back up, and then as well a lot of teams are starting. Barcelona actually, so today's May 7th on May 8th, which is Friday, they're going to start doing individual trainings. has been confirmed by the club. They did their, they did their um, COVID testing, and good, good news came back in that where nobody actually tested positive for the virus. So we're going to be seeing the players come back. They're going to train at the John Camper, I believe, and then... They will be doing individual trainings with social distancing, and then they're going to progress into... Their plan is to progress into more, like, interactions and then hopefully be able to do full team practices before they actually uh, start up again. There's going to be a lot of a lot of control, a lot of different things that are going on, though. So I wouldn't expect... I wouldn't expect really... A lot of team training to be done they'll probably be able to kick a ball back and forth but I'm not sure they'll be able to do a lot of like 11s on 11s or anything of that nature 
So that's kind of the situation with the games coming back and the player testing. So with that player testing, training tomorrow starts individual. They're just going to be able to show up in their training gear. No, no, um, what's it called? No changing rooms. Sorry, no changing rooms are going to be uh, allowed. And so they're going to have to just show up in their gear, do their individual trainings, whether it's a workout or some sort of ball training or anything else that they do, and then they're going to have to just go straight home. So that's kind of that where we're at with that right now, and hopefully we'll be able to, the, cl- the team will be able to get some training done before the games actually do start up, and we'll be looking out for that official starting date announced by La Liga and by other clubs as well. So that's kind of what we got going on there. Other important news, we got the Lautaro watch, Lautaro Martinez, the striker, the young prolific striker from Inter. And what we're seeing there, really what the news that's been coming out is, obviously with the coronavirus, his release clause is $111 which is a lot. But Inter have said, and so we're probably going to have to see a lot more player swaps where Inter have said that they'll take $66 million in two players. That's kind of the price that they've set on his head. Or I don't know if set on his head is the right word, but that's the kind of price that, they've, that they say he's worth. That's what, that's what he's worth, the striker. So there's a couple of actual players. So we got Junior Firpo, Semedo has been talked about, Rakitic, Vidal, Arthur as well has been talked about. We'll have to see what the actual... And then Todibo as well. We'll have to see what players enter that player swap. Because I know he's been talked about as the main priority, the main attacker. So with that being said, I personally have no idea who they're going to use. I Hopefully they'll do $66 million and then kind of clear up the midfield a little bit with and get rid of Rakitic and Vidal who are older and may not fit the typical Barcelona play style anymore. So I think that would be the best bang for our buck, especially um, where we kind of need two right backs with Semedo and Roberto. We don't really have a right back option. So I wouldn't include him. Artur, I think, just has too much potential to be included or to be let go. And then Todibo, I could see him kind of being included. And I'll talk about that a little bit later with the whole center back situation. But I mean, right now we're kind of seeing the, that's the couple of players that are being rotated around. We got Rakitic, Vidal, Todibo, Artur. And then as well, on top of Artur, we have Firpo. So those are kind of the players that are being rotated around and kind of talked about Especially, they're being reported by Sport um, and some other news outlets. So we'll have to see where that all ends up. I personally think he'll end up in Barcelona. They've kind of talked about, in the Italian news, about the next 10 to 15 days are going to be crucial in determining his future. So we'll see where that goes. Hopefully, it's not like the Neymar saga last year where we just heard crap and heard crap and then nothing happened really. It was just everybody taking taking the opportunity to get some journalism out there. So we'll see where that goes. So 
like I said before, I want to talk about the center back situation as well. There's kind of some news that's going on. Um, it's been reported that Araujo is actually going to be considered the fourth center back in the team. So this is coming up with Tolibo. I think the board believes that they can get money out of Tolibo. They've, people have seen him play. And they want to just use Araujo, who doesn't cost them any sort of transfer. They basically came up from La Masia, so he's playing with the Barcelona Bay. So we'll have to see what they do with him. I I like how he plays. I've seen him play a couple of... I've just watched a couple of games. And when he came on and he played against Sevilla and got that red card, I mean, he played good. Obviously, he got the red card, unfortunately, which wasn't a red card. That was being refereed by he who shall not be named Mateo whatever his last name is don't don't even want to learn it because we don't really like that guy here but so he's been considered Araujo he's been considered the fourth center back for next year and that's kind of what the board's relying relying on whether the question is though is who's going to be that third center back if they're planning on keeping Umtiti it'll be Umtiti obviously but there is a possibility that Umtiti, he's had um, interest from a lot of Premier League teams, such as Arsenal. So we'll have to see what happens there in the in the center back situation. I don't know what's going to happen with Umtiti. I personally think he'll just stay because of the whole coronavirus thing. I don't think anybody's going to have the money to pay for him. So with that being said, I think our four center backs are going to be Piquet, Langley. Um, Umtiti and Araujo. We'll have to see how that plays out. Hopefully it won't be a mess. I think those four center backs are really strong and very, I feel like they're the type of center backs that we need. I, I really like Longley. And then Umtiti, obviously ever since his knee injury after the World Cup, he just hasn't been the same. So we'll have to see how that plays out as well. And then PK obviously is getting older. So, maybe this is his last good season. We'll have to see. But with, with the whole coronavirus thing, it's really caused a dip in prices in the transfer market. So, there's a lot of actually good center backs out there. The only problem is trying to find one that fits the Barcelona play style. One that can really bring the ball out from the back and know when to like invite pressure, when to break lines with balls and when to and one that can really um handle pressure and handle control because a lot of teams like to press us so we really need somebody who's able to handle pressure and able to have the ball at his feet as well as being able to make smart intelligent passes but a couple of players i know umpa meccano and conate that play for leipzig they've both been on the radar but we'll have to see because Bayern was going for him, Arsenal as well. We'll have to see which teams are going for him. If Barcelona makes a move, I personally haven't been able to watch too much of Conate, but hopefully Barcelona makes the right decisions and ones that aren't going to... I mean, this is a big stretch with Professor Bartomeu at the helm, but we're going to have to see what all goes down with the center back situation and who they decide are those four main center backs. I honestly wouldn't mind if they offloaded Untiti just because I think we can get a good fee for him now and then 
we made Todibo and Araujo the third and fourth center backs. I think I think they both kind of they have raw talent and they both can develop the skills that they need to be able to thrive in Barcelona. It's just a matter of getting them that playing time, which obviously neither of them had. I think Todibo only has a couple hundred minutes or something. He doesn't have that many total in Barcelona. Like he doesn't even have that much senior playing time. He's got a lot. He's got not a lot at Schalke, but he's gotten Schalke, whatever it is. He's gotten some potential. I mean, not potential. He's gotten some playing time. So we'll have to see where that goes and who the four center backs are. So that's that's a wrap for that. That's kind of the news going around right now. We'll have to see how everything pans out. The next month is going to be huge in terms of, one, La Liga and Champions League and deciding champions and everything. And two, as well, it's going to be really important for the revenues of the club because obviously if there's no games being played, then there's no revenue coming in. Obviously no ticketing revenue is going to come in, but there's just going to be honestly no revenue coming in because TV deals and everything. So we'll have to see how this all pans out. Hopefully it'll all be good. And then as well, some other news. If you didn't know, the um, FC Barcelona women's team actually was just crowned champions in their league. They didn't lose a game. and they So they decided just to end the league early and they were given the championship. So congrats to them and their awesome accomplishment there. So we're going to jump into an ad real quick just the to support the stream or not the stream the podcast I've been watching too much too much twitch it's bad for me but we're just going to jump into an ad real quick and then we'll be looking at the main portion which is just looking at the playing time thus far in the season of the squad and who's been getting the minutes and kind of my worries I guess with the minutes being distributed and what my opinions are and stick around we'll be back here soon all right everybody welcome back to the barca junkies podcast so for the main portion and what we're going to kind of be talking about here is actually having to do with the minutes that have been played and the players that have been playing them so right now we have a squad that's considered older and I, I made a graph through Python coding, which shows the... I'll post it on the Instagram page, at Barca Junkies, if you want to look at it. But if you go look at the graph, and it gives a nice representation of the player age and then how many minutes they've played this season so far. So this starts from the very first minutes of when we played athletic down to the very last game that we just played a couple of months ago so this includes all minutes with la liga copa del rey champions league just all of them and so basically what we're seeing with with the minutes and with everything that's been going on is there's just a couple of observations i've made from the data and just looking at it i mean you can just go look at it like on any sort of stats platform as well but the vast majority of the game time is being played by those who are over the age of 27, which 
is kind of an issue and kind of a worry for me because that means one, we're not developing and investing in youth or in any sort of product from La Masia. Outside of Ansu Fati, I mean, really, nobody's gotten good good game time. Carlos Perez had a couple when everybody was injured at the beginning of the season. He was able to play. I thought he did really well. Don't know why he went on loan. Really disappointed in that. And then Carlos Alenia, I mean, he started the first game of the season. He played against Athletic. He didn't have, like, the greatest game, but then he didn't play forever, and now he's on loan at Betis. And then Ricky Pooch, he obviously hasn't played at all, really. I mean, he's played Copa del Rey, and then he had a couple, he's had a couple of minutes here and there against um, Granada. He had that good game where he came in. But outside of them, really, if you're looking at the graph and you're looking at the minutes, Frankie de Jong is the only person over the age of 22 who has more than about 1,100 minutes. Ansu Fati has about 1,000. So that just means... And then 23, 24, 26 really aren't getting a lot of game time outside of Frankie de Jong, Langley, and then Nelson Semedo's right on that 26 range. He's 26 right now, so... He's been getting some game time, but really the majority of our minutes. So if we're looking at the team, we got Mark Andre Ter Stegen, Antoine Griezmann, and Piquet. Then we got Messi, Busquets, Roberto, Alba, Suarez, uh, Rakitic, and Vidal have all played over fourteen. Have all played over fourteen hundred fourteen hundred minutes, which means that the older people are getting more game time, which is not really helping us with development of La Masia. I don't really like it because this is just going to result in a cycle where we're not choosing La Masia, we're not developing players, and then we're just going to go out and buy players. Like That's what we've done. We've, we bought Coutinho, we bought Dembele, um, we went out and got Braithwaite instead of, if we would have just kept Perez, we would have been fine. And we just sent we just sent Abel Ruiz out over to Braga, where I mean we have Trincao coming our way, but really outside of players that are younger than twenty seven on average don't aren't getting the game time they need to be able to develop and to be able to become a future prospect. Because we all talk about wanting to win now for Messi and wanting to win. Champions Leagues now and invest in the now, but really if the way that Barcelona should be set up is that we're developing from a young age, they go through La Masia and then they can eventually become, obviously not everybody's going to grow up to be on the first team of Barcelona, but there we should be having more talent coming through the academy and that really helps finances, helps revenues as well. And this is something that it's really important in this time where the club's not generating revenues, not generating enough profit to be able to go out and say, okay, we have $200 million, let's go buy Neymar. We can't do that really because we don't have the finances or the revenues necessary to be able to do that. So if we're looking at it in hindsight, we're really focusing, and then contract lengths too. Like if we're focusing on age and contract lengths, a lot of our older players are the ones that have the longer contracts, which 
means that we're putting a lot of our wages towards them and we're not able to go out and buy young prospects. We're not able to go out. Like if we were to develop in more La Masia, more focused on, you know, buy, or even just buying young talent, buying talent that isn't as expensive, if that makes sense. Like talent that fits the Barcelona. They have the raw skills, but they're not like the most expensive person. Like Coutinho, why do we buy Coutinho? No idea, really. We just kind of bought him, I feel like. Who who knew what the game plan was there? Obviously, he didn't really fit in. He's coming back, though, so that'll be fun to see how that all works out. Might end up at Newcastle, I guess. That's kind of the rumor right now, is that it, Newcastle wants him for 100 mil. Please, Newcastle. That would, that would save us. <coughs> Sorry, I got to take a little sip. So what we're looking at is kind of a weird situation, especially with, I think it's a positive for us as a club where we're looking at the upcoming games. We're going to be having two games a week at least for a month starting in the middle of June. We're going to have two games a week and we don't really have like a very deep squad. I mean, Suarez is just coming back from injury and Dembele, I don't think he's even going to be able to play um, with his injury one. And I think he was like delisted or something from the Liga, from the squad. So he can't play. And then obviously we have just older players who are going to get more tired. So really this is going to be a great time to give the youth and those people that are coming up from La Masia, the opportunities and the experiences to be able to develop and grow now for the future for next year. I think they'll be crucial as well this year, even in helping us win La Liga. And so kind of another thing that's going on with the games is they're thinking about introducing five subs in a game. instead of just having three, they're going to have five. So hopefully this will allow for more rotations and more, People like Puj, Collado, Fati, and Araujo getting in and getting chances and really just getting that experience they need. So, and in my personal opinion, I would rather give like those chances to like that midfield spot because we have the three midfielders that I think are our best midfielders where we have Busquets, De Jong, and Artur. And then obviously Vidal is a sub, but I really think that Ricky Pooj should be getting those opportunities. We should be trying out like double pivots and playing Collado and as well giving Araujo chances. Fati should be getting a lot of opportunities as well, like he's had all season. So we'll have to see how um, Setien's going to handle this and how he's going to actually play the players because really if we're looking at it, we got a lot of games teams not in the best physical condition right now that's what hopefully with the trainings and everything they'll be able to get in better condition but we'll have to see how that all plays out hopefully we'll be able to see a variety of lineups and teams and hopefully people will be getting experiences that need it so we can continue to develop our youth and invest in our youth and that is it for the pod thanks for listening guys if you want to see that 
graph that I made, I'll post it on the Instagram account at Barca Junkies. And then just let me know what you think. I'll you can comment on the picture and let me know what you think if about the game time, where we should be allocating our minutes and where we should be focusing our minutes right now. Like are we wanting to focus them all on just trying to win, 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 win and putting out our best eleven possible, or are we wanting to get those development minutes as well? I think a good mixture of both, obviously, but really we should be focusing on developing and trying to win at the highest level as well. And I really think that investing in our youth is the best way to develop and investing in our youth, sorry, is the best way to win because the more experience they can get, the better prep they'll be now and in the future. So let me know what you think and we'll... So let me know what you think and be sure to catch the next episode next week. We post or so let me know what you think and be sure to catch the next episode next Friday when we release every episode. And that's it for you guys. Thanks for listening and Visco Arsa.